You're listening to the West End Frame Show. And welcome to a bonus episode of the West End Frame Show. I'm your host and West End Frame editor, Andrew Tomlins, and today we have two very special guests for you. Coming up, I'll be chatting to Corinne Priest about her role as the Fairy Queen in Claws the Musical, which is running in Salford this Christmas. But first, Gracie McGonagall is currently starring as the title role in Cinderella at the Theatre Royal Stratford East. Gracie has had an incredible career. She recently wrapped up her run in The Crucible at the National Theatre with her other credits including Aladdin at Lyric Hammersmith. She did the Fangirls Workshop with Sonia Freeman and has done so many incredible projects. I'm so pleased that she's joining me now live from the Theatre Royal Stratford East. Gracie McGonagall, welcome to the West End Frame Show. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. What's the situation right now? Are you coming to me live before a two-show day or something crazy? Yes, we are, We I think, on shows eight and nine of our 12-show week. <gasps> we are going through. We are... <laughs> we are tired, we are knackered, but I'm very excited to be here. Um, but you were also hardcore at the Theatre Royal Stratford East because you started this the performances on the 26th of November all the way through to 7th of January. So you're yeah. like, you, you are must be like in the flow of it by now. It's a, it's a long time. The sustainability is hard and knackering, but we love it. Panto is so camp and it, get, and it just gets you through. Um, <laughs> it's nice to have a lovely long run with Panto. Because normally yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're just like mid-December through end of December. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can get into it. Nice. Yeah. And I believe that Theatre Royal Stratford East, it's, they said they've ripped up the Panto rule book and they've yeah. put a twist on this production, Cinderella. Can you like paint the picture? What's, what's, what's going on? Yeah. So the amazing thing about Stratford East is that they always do something a little bit different. Um, this This year it's written by Leo Butler, who I'm, a huge fan of have been for years and years um but they always take traditional story and make it new and exciting um this year with cinderella it's in this sort of campy mix of vegas egypt um ancient egypt uh which is called stratford egypt it's a weird hybrid place it's it's odd step evil stepmother is cleopatra and prince charming is mark antony um, so it's the, it's the players you'd recognise, but then as soon as you get comfortable, we ruin it. <laughs> um, and just take it completely crazy. Um, but Stratford East always do a pretty incredible, crazy panto. Um, mm-hmm. And that's why I've always, always wanted to do it. I think it's so cool. Mm-hmm. Especially with panto, which is so traditional. Exactly. And to do new things and get creative with it, I think it's just so exciting. Exactly. But I mean, it's also just so exciting, isn't it, to introduce those new audiences to theatre and to hear those screaming children. It's why we love it. Like, even though you are being absolutely deafened by the noise, it's just, it's such a beautiful, gorgeous thing to let new kids in, who especially who might not get the opportunity to see theatre otherwise, 
like I remember going to see Panto at school um, and it just being the most amazing experience and to be able to give that to other kids woof, that's why we do it absolutely mm. and Stratford Deese right is always is good at it, it knows its community and it makes sure there's good representation on stage right so yes children yeah. can see themselves and that's also like next level importance I'm definitely finding that with this audience. We have a super diverse cast, which is just delightful for me, especially as a disabled woman. Um, I find it really just motivating that we have this gorgeous diverse cast and the audience are responding so well to it too. It's like, oh my God, like I see myself in Mark Antony and I see, you know, I see myself represented on these stages, which unfortunately it's not always the case um, at the moment, but it's getting much better and and this show is definitely a good example of that that's what we need that's what we need (laughs) (laughs) what are you giving us how high are you belting are you doing like amazing insane quick changes like what's what talk me through this track (laughs) we are it is a it is a crazy show um musically uh written by robert hyman who is a panto pro and legend um, but I am literally singing every style in this show. We're doing pop, we're doing rap, we're doing R&B. Rap, we're doing Broadway. R&B. We're doing it all. Honestly, I don't catch a break. I'm screlting at the top of my lungs. Like it is, it's ridiculous. Um, but it is so exciting to be able to get to do, you know, when it's a, a mythical show and the show is new and, and someone comes to you with the gift saying, what do you want to sing? Like, what 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 do you want the songs to sound like? Because it's all original music at Stratford East. Um, right, beautiful, incredible. Yeah, so they're like, what you know, what what are we feeling here? Like, are we feeling ska? Are we feeling rap? Are we feeling R and B? You know, we've got this idea. It sounds a little bit like Bo Burnham, but like we're not really sure. And we're like, great, let's give it a go. Um, so we so we're scrouting pretty high. Quick changes are mad. <laughs> it's it's true it's truly nuts um but it's the type of show that you don't get in anywhere anywhere but panto for sure and then it's also what i'm obsessed with like the biggest gear shift for doing the crucible <laughs> <laughs> i really said variety pack because <laughs> yeah, yeah well you said i could do it all i'm gonna show you i could do it all because it must be like you've literally gone from one end of the spectrum to the other I mean I can't imagine it like doing the crucible every night must just be I mean exhilarating but also just like emotionally traumatic and now you're like getting to use a different side of your energy palette for sure it um there was a I think three weeks of crossover where I was doing um crucible that's so evening, funny that's so funny and panto rehearsals in the day but I was also going on quite a lot as as Abigail in the evening as well. So I was doing my cover track. Um, so I was complete, like my eyes were like <laughs> red. <laughs> it's crazy. But it, it definitely is nice to to um, stretch both muscles, mm. you know, to, to come in and do, the, you know, the the big Miller on the, you know, on the, on the Olivier darling and, and get to have that um, proper theatrical um moment at that theatrical moment and, and it feels really you know traditional and like what we trained for and then absolutely mm-hmm. coming to rehearsal every day and just having the blast mm-hmm. and being able to play and just have the best time and and having a, a stupid idea and everyone going 
I love it. It's in because <laughs> you can't change Miller. Miller is Miller. Um, with the yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, what you're doing, I think what you're doing is incredible. Like you're oh, showing you. people that you can just do everything. You know, you're just jumping from these completely different jobs and taking yeah. off like amazing. Uh, theatres to work at and it was always my pet peeve at drama school um that people would say like when you're doing musical theatre so you're never going to be able to do a straight play or vice versa or you know oh MT people can't do screen because you're too over the top and it, it just I hate that mindset because you know we as actors are you know we are multifaceted we have so many layers and and every job is an, an exciting way to to stretch those muscles and i i value um the crucible just as much as i value this and just as much as i value the next job because it it allows me to to find new parts of myself and be like oh i never knew i could do that and i never thought i'd be i'd be able to do a straight play after being um doing musical theater for so long uh, and then when I did, everyone was like, that's a, that's a, a crazy, <laughs> crazy gear shift for you. And I was like, I love it. And I, and it, I, I want to prove to people that I can, mm. you know. Well, what is it then, delving into that, what is it that gets you excited about theatre and jobs now? Like, what, what does it take when that audition comes through? What makes you go... Oh yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> sign me up to a bit of that. That's that's the one. I really hope I get that one. Like, how? What? What? What gets you excited? Like, where are you at? Well, I love. We love a challenge for one. <laughs> like, so, something with with an element that I'm like, oh my gosh, will I be able to do that? You know, do do I have the facilities for that? Um, and then being like, no, shut up, girl. Yes, you can. Um, so it's something that someone's always told me, mm, not for you. Like for for me with with this job right now. Um, as a, especially as a disabled woman, I've done a lot, spent a lot of time in these comedy sidekick roles, which I love. I think they're often the most fun to play, mm. but being offered like a romantic lead, so exciting for me because that, that that's something that I was like, oh, that, that never was for me. Mm. People, people never was like that. That's a, that's a you job. It's always, you know, funny sidekick. And I'm like, great. I want to do that. To, to explore that and give that a go. Mm. Um, obviously being paid nicely is nice, but you never... <laughs> um, uh, but yeah. Right. And, and making right. the, like, yeah, you know, and being challenged and making sure your your next job isn't the same as the last. And um, yeah, but honestly, I'm a yes girl. Mm. Things that come my way, you know, unless, unless I've got, other options coming along which at the moment fortunately i i do but it's nice to Mm-mm-mm. take something that's challenging me that's powerful that's powerful i love what you said that and that was really powerful you know i've done a few podcasts this year i've been like so funny because now we're getting to the end of the year i've been like you know reviewing hmm. the yeah, end of year roundups and things like that and i was actually listening to a bit of a podcast with beth hinton lever the other day <gasps> um who's a, a queen scene. And and also um, Joseph Fletcher, who's amazing. He's a deaf dancer. He's incredible. Mm. 
And um, both of them were saying similar things about how, as a disabled actor, you're able to do so many, you know, they're doing amazing work, but too often it's like, you're the first disabled person to work at this venue, or you're this, you know, and it's like amazing representation, but it's also a sad reminder, isn't it, of like, that this hasn't yeah. happened before, and that we haven't been able to see this representation before. Yeah. Just it's like, very, it's really like double-edged it's sword. Nice. It's weird, isn't it? It's, it's um, you know, when, when I work in these venues, and especially in these sort of leading ladies, I'm like, you know, I wonder if I'm the first one-armed girl to play lead at this at this venue and in these in these places. And and Beth is um, Beth is a gorgeous person. I I love her a lot. Um, and I've seen her working for years doing exactly that. Um, but it is it is a harsh reminder. You know, every job I get, it there is risk involved, especially with you know when I'm auditioning I am reminded that in order to give me that lead and to give me that opportunity someone is taking a risk someone is going you know if we get backlash we just have to say don't worry oh gosh you know? yeah you know it, it's rough it's it's horrid and, and it's a horrid reminder um but places like Stratford East who couldn't care less mm. and the NT who are like brilliant get her in mm. um it, it's just a, a beautiful reminder that there are people that support you and there are people that are going to fight your corner in this industry, mm. um, which feels so scary and daunting at times. And, the, and then the payoff is like the best thing ever when you get those yeah. messages and get those audiences <laughs> that wait for you at stage door who it just like means so much to them. Like it's next level. It's the best. And to the idea that I could be inspiring someone else, um, particularly with a disability but anyone from an underrepresented group um to pursue this as a career oh my gosh that would just be the best thing ever you know well, look at you out here inspiring the people listening to this right now before you do a two show day <laughs> with the people can't see there's a red lip on right now the hair is curly it's ready to go <laughs> this is like goals right here right now oh, bless you. gracie thank you so much for talking Thanks for having to me, on. me i feel like no, i feel like i, I know we're, we're remote but i can like feel a connection through my screen um everyone needs to come <laughs> and see cinderella theater all strapping east it's, there it's amazing the 7th of january you heard it here it's amazing <laughs> <laughs> I'm biased. But... Thank you so much, Gracie. Thank you so much. <laughs> oh, another big thank you to Gracie. She's so lovely. Such a pleasure to speak to her. Right, next up, Corinne Priest is currently starring as the Fairy Queen in the brand new show, Claws the Musical, which is running at the Lowry Theatre in Salford. Corinne has done lots of amazing shows. She was in Les Mis at the Sondheim Theatre and on its UK tour, as well as doing the stage concert also in the West End. Her other credits include playing the role of Lucy in Can't Stop It at the Other Palace. She played another Lucy, a different character Lucy, in Usher's The Front of House musical at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival and at the Arts Theatre, amongst lots of other amazing things. And I am so pleased that she's joining me now. Corinne Priest... Welcome to the West End Frame Show. Thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) What did you think when you heard about the possibility of spending your Christmas doing a show called Cause the Musical? I was like, something's ringing a bell that that might make sense. 
I was thrilled. Um, yeah, claws, right? It fits, it makes sense, it's a Christmas show. And do you know what? I think I'm finally starting to feel a bit festive, you know? We start rehearsals on Wednesday. What is that? Tomorrow. We start tomorrow. So yes, as of tomorrow, I'll be officially in Christmas spirit. At time of recording, how much do you actually know about the show? So um, at time of recording, I frantically read all the script several times so that I feel like I have a nice basis. But in in terms of what our show is going to be, not quite sure yet. But um, I'm very excited to start. But what a treat, because this is a new show. You're getting to be, you're going to be creative. You're going to get to like, yeah. you know, find, everyone will be finding out what it is. It's not every day you get to do that, right? So that's a bit no. of a dream kind of job. I'm search. absolutely buzzing about that. Um, because I know that the show has been in like workshops since 2013. So it's been like nine years in the making. So I'm really excited to, yeah, like new material and then well I think it's going to be very they kept mentioning auditions how like collaborative they want it to be so they obviously have this vision but it's so nice as the actor to be able to be like let's work on this let's explore this so I'm excited <laughs> <laughs> can you head it up for people seeing as you've read the script five times let's let's make use of that knowledge what's the what's the setup what's the vibe so the vibe is so it's based off one of the books that L Frank Baum wrote um, and he wrote The Wizard of Oz. So it's definitely on that vibe. The book was called The Life and Adventures of Santa Claus. Um, and basically it follows the story of how Claus becomes the man that he is. And it starts from when he's a baby to the man that we all know him as every year popping into our homes. So um, it's all about exploring the people that raise him basically. Um, and it's it's gorgeous because it's all it's very much like the Wizard of Oz in the sense of it's got that message behind it, you know. It's got that amazing plot, but also it's about the message of kindness. So I think that's going to be gorge for the Manchester audiences. That's what we need. That's what we need at Christmas. Like it is. That's it the truly message. Is. And what about the music? Uh, what, what what are you giving us? What's everyone giving us? Are we belting? Are we giving us the cheer? Is it what what kind of what yeah, what can we expect? So the music is written um actually by a friend of mine called Andy Collier. Oh um, yes, he is lovely. He's a Western Superman man, which is where I'm from as well, in Somerset. Um and the I gotta say actually, the music is it's only just like elevated it even more. The story is amazing as it is, but the music is just like, oh, it's beautiful. It's an amazing score written by him and Simon Warren. Um, it's given me flavours of, oh, I don't know how to, a bit, bit Stephen Schwartzy. It's got those kind of magical elements to it. But also there's bits of Sondheim in there. There's very like fast lyrics as well, all on top of each other. Oh, it's great. They're in for a treat. It's very, um, it's very British, you know, and I love that. And is it true? Are you? I saw on Instagram, you're giving us a bit of res des as well. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I actually can't believe it. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, um, yeah, it's my debut as resident director. So can't wait to be giving everybody notes. No, I'm joking. Uh, is that joking. something I've wanted to do? Is that something, have you like, is directing always interested you and stuff? Do you know, I, I, I don't know. It's not, it's not something that I've always, uh, I've necessarily thought that that's what I wanted to do, but it's something that I think naturally has started to... I was um, assistant children's director with Les Mis 
And it was an avenue then that was a bit like, oh, I really enjoyed it, but I don't know. And then um, I've done Dance Captain before as well. And I just think, that the, I don't know, whether it's a type of personality that it gets drawn to, I don't know. But yeah, I was thrilled when, when the offer came in and it was like, resident director. I thought, oh, amazing. So yeah, again, it's really nice to be able to like be, be within the company as the cast and still be in the show, but also then kind of sit on the other side and help mm. look after it. So I'm, I'm thrilled about that, to be honest. What people can't see is you're actually holding a pen right now. You're serving, <laughs> you are serving resident directors. You talk with the hands, the pen's there. Oh she God. has authority, you have authority. You are, you look interesting. <laughs> oh my God. It's all, it's all fake. No, it's not, it's not. And yeah, I actually don't know why. I, I have been trying to, yeah, get into the real like research of it all. But I love that about like a project. Like I love getting invested in it all. Yeah, always got a pen nearby or, or some sort of like iPad phone, you know. And you're playing the fairy queen. I know, which the is the best. Fairy queen. Yeah, the fairy queen, which is the best role to have on your CV forevermore. Do you know what? what? I'm intrigued <laughs> because it's like there's um the other female characters in the show. There's like Zerline and Nisil, which are giving me like it's it's set in like a woodlands. So um I think ah oh, yeah nice. And then the fairy queen. It's like oh okay. And I'm like no, th- we are. I'm excited to explore what she is. She's the leader of the fairies. Um, and apparently she's a little bit too perfect, it said on the brief. And I was like, well, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> Those are listening, I'm joking, by the way. I'm joking. This I don't rolls have the ego. reality. The rolls the reality. It's <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. And I, I, I wonder what the... I'm excited for the, like seeing what the costumes are kind of like because um, what's amazing about this team is that when we were auditioning, they sent the auditionees like a, a storyboard, like a mood board of what they were thinking of for the wow. set, for the design, yeah. for the costume. And the costumes just looked amazing because they're all like, you know, that woodland, natural forest vibe. So I'm thinking ethereal, please. Yes. Come <laughs> on. Yes. <laughs> Um, I'm obsessed that whilst you were training, you are one of these amazing people that won the Stephen Sondheim Student Performer of the Year Award. I've been to these, I've been to those events before and they're so like opulent and you have these people, you can see that they're just, you know, everyone's like starting out, you don't really know what's going on fully. Like, do do you remember what that was like? Do you remember what that experience was like? And were you like this wide eyed, scared person? You were like living your best life. Yeah, I, Sondheim Day. 2014 it was I think yeah and it was just it was amazing because even though that's like not long ago so many like the industry has changed massively since so yeah like it it for me it just felt like wow this is like the x factor for musical theatre like in a sense of when you got to the final that live show was like every cast and director and agent or director and big personality of the theatre world were in there watching you. So I was like, this is a great showcase. And then I won and I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. What um, did you sing? I sung a song called Don't Laugh. Um, it's a, it's an amazing song and you can listen to it on YouTube. It's Victoria Clark singing it. And it's by, it's, it's um, an unfinished show that it's from, but it's brilliant because it just has comedy. It's, it's just classic Sondheim, isn't it? It's got like amazing comedy moments, but it's got uh, a bit of a more, there's a subtext to it. Um, and I just remember going there. I'd worked really hard on it, but I was just, just wanted to enjoy it. I never for a second thought, oh yeah, like I, f- I feel like I'm in for a chance just because all those other contestants were just, everyone's so beep hot. 
<laughs> Everyone's so good at their stuff. But yeah, I just loved it. And then, yeah, it was... Um, I couldn't believe it when I won. It was it was such a joy. And I just remember being like, oh my God. This... And luckily my family were in the audience as well. So it's just one of those moments Aww. where I was like, oh my God, this is insane. She's no, like it... the next, yeah, Leona Lewis of theatre. <laughs> but it's an amazing competition. And the Sondheim Society, they always um, support you afterwards as well. They're always rooting for you. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I owe mm -hmm. a lot to them and that competition. Gosh, That's incredible. So cool. Yeah. And then most recently, you were, I don't know how you, you ended up in this show. You were doing Young Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> Those yes. funny bones, I'm sure, were put to good old use. Oh, my God. Did you God. have a field day? We, Did you have I, an absolute blast? I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I have always been a massive fan of The Producers, which is another Mel Brooks show. And I've yeah. always loved the film, both of them. And I loved seeing it on the stage. Young Frankenstein, I didn't get to see it when it was in the West End. But like I heard it was an absolute hit. Um, and I remember the audition coming through and I was like, oh my God, I'd love to do a Mel Brooks show. Um, yeah, so I played Elizabeth Benning, who the amazing Diane Pilkington played. And she, that character is just wild. It was crazy. Um, and to do it in Germany was hilarious because half of them were like, what is going on? And then the others, I think they just loved it. It was just fantastic. <laughs> But yeah, I loved it. It was so good. The best thing ever. Listen, thank you for having a little chat with me. Everyone needs to come Pleasure. and see Claws the Musical at the come Lowry. See. Yes. Salford. Come see. Bring a Christmas jumper, have a mulled wine and enjoy everyone. Hope Absolutely. to see you there. You have from the 14th of December through to the 8th of January. And Corinne will be there not only performing, but she'll be making those notes, honey. She'll be making those notes. <laughs> I'll be there. Come on. <laughs> Thank you, Corinne. Thank you. <laughs> Another huge thank you to Corin and to Gracie for joining me for this bonus episode of the West End Frame Show. Such a treat to speak to them both. And thank you for listening to this bonus episode of the West End Frame Show. If you're enjoying this season, you know what to do. Hit follow, hit subscribe, leave us a little rating or a review. And we love hearing from you. So stay up to date with all things West End Frame on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. Check out our interview podcast in the frame and I'll be back next week for another stage catch up. <laughs> <laughs>